Hi friend, let's be honest. If you're anything like me, your life probably feels busy, crazy, and full. But even in the midst of the day-to-day, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, maybe you find yourself constantly longing for something deeper, something real. Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. In truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in a relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed to years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if, you're not sure what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement, well, this podcast is for you. Come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood. As you know, we are talking about a journey towards finding redemption, eternity, authenticity, and love, a journey towards finding something real, even in the midst of the crazy day-to-day. And if you want to know more about the current series we're exploring on ish, identity, and impetus, you can check out the study guide by going to my website, uh, www.janellewood.com. And today, um, we're starting by talking with friends about ish again, meaning things that get in the way of that journey towards finding something real. And we're talking with a friend of mine tonight. Our guest is Nicole Barnett. Nicole is in her early 20s, has a contagious smile and personality that fills a room. (laughs) Um, She's passionate about using her gifts and abilities to reach millennials and young people with the good news of Jesus Christ. And I am so excited, Nicole, that you're here. Thank you for being here. Yes, (laughs) hello. Hi, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me. This is just what a joy, what a gift to be on here with you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I just think that God has a sense of humor. And um, when you and I met, I think it was over eight years ago, because I'm pretty sure I was pregnant with my my oldest daughter. Yeah. And um, it was in totally different circumstances. I remember we were living Mm. on the other side of the state, um, about three and a half hours from where we live now. Um, And when I met you, I was building a professional photography business, and you were one of my senior reps, you and your friends were. And yeah. something I remember about you, number one, was your um, a joyful personality. <laughs> it was contagious. Um, <laughs> but something else I remember about you was how strong you were even then. Because I remember photographing you um, for your senior pictures. And you were telling me, oh, yeah, I'm not on social media. And I was like, what? Everybody's on social media. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and you were just right. willing to be different right. even then. And I thought that was really cool. So one of the things that I was thinking about um, when I knew you back then is I don't think I ever talked to you about Jesus. Um, And and I mentioned that to you recently. But if I had, I'm just wondering what you would have thought, because um, I'd love to know more of your story about how you found Christ. You know, that's I love that you said that, because after I recently just saw you, I know we'll get into that. I I asked my mom, I said, did you know that Janelle was a Christian when we knew her years ago? And she instantly, without a doubt, said, yes, absolutely. And I said, wow, like for her to be so 
positive and just fully knowing that you were a Christian and seeing that from the outside was powerful. And, you know, I was a senior in high school, selfish in my ways and kind of like, it's all about me. So I was (laughs) shut off from a lot of that. And I guess the way that I was raised was my household knew of Jesus, but was never, I guess you could call me a CEO Christian. So on Christmas and Easter only, um, I know (laughs) I was like, (laughs) gosh. And so I would go on the holidays with my grandpa or, you know, some family members and we'd pray at dinner, but he never, God was never in our day to day. He was not a part of, you know, we didn't have a relationship with him. So I don't know how I would react if you would have brought, you know, brought up Jesus in that season back then. So you um, grew up, it was kind of a nominal thing. And then when you went away to college, was Christianity even on your radar? It wasn't actually, it was not. Um, I was a girl going to college. There wasn't much you know, it was a world, I lived in a worldly mindset, one that didn't know Jesus, one that didn't have a relationship with him and was just doing and walking out a selfish, what, what, what can I do to make myself happy? What can I do? You know, and God was, wasn't a a thought, honestly, in my mind. And so it was at that, you know, first couple years of college, um, I was out of control. I, you know, I say that like kind of joking, but I was, you know, it was the first time of freedom. You hear all these stories so often of kids that go off to college and, you know, start drinking before 21 and party like crazy. And that freedom can feel very fun though, too. I mean, were you enjoying yourself during that time, like in the beginning or what did it feel like? Yeah, I was because I didn't know what it was like. So not knowing, you know, not having parents to come home to or not having a curfew. And it's more of an earthly freedom instead of once you find Jesus, the real freedom, you know, so it's funny, the same word, but completely different meanings. Um, But it was fun. But, you know, three years of that consistently was really exhausting. And I found myself in a very dark, dark place. And you know, I was, I was going to college. I was drinking every weekend. Um, I, you know, bad habits led me to getting a DUI at the age of 19. And I just totally thought my world was over at that time because Mm -hmm. here I am a girl who gets good grades. And, you know, my mom thinks I'm behaving at college. I'm an only (laughs) child. And, you know, all of a sudden this thing comes up and it's kind of like the truth, you know, my truth at that time spills out and you know she finds out about different things so when that I think that DUI was kind of my big breaking point of um you know my identity was really not aligned with the truth and Mm. I was like it's over (laughs) like I I just felt my you know I was at the lowest place I'd ever been Hmm. wow so tell me a little bit about how Jesus came into your life? Yeah. So it was 
the very end of my junior year at college up at um, Western Washington University in Bellingham. And I decided that my senior year, I wanted to move out and get an apartment by myself. So being an only child, I'm okay with being alone. And for the last, you know, freshman, sophomore and junior year of my college life, I had had roommates. So I said, you know, I think I want to live alone my senior year. And so I got an apartment by myself. And up until that point, it was probably about for three months consistently that two really good friends of mine who were believers, but I didn't want any part of what they had. Um, they consistently asked me to go to this kind of like a college worship night every Thursday night. It was called Ecclesia in Bellingham. And they asked me for three months every Thursday, will you come? Will you come? We'll even pick you up. Like, what will it take to get you there? And I was so turned off by it. Didn't want any part of it. I don't know what this whole Jesus thing is about, but that's for you, not for me. And, you know, it was the the first Thursday that I moved into my own apartment. And then they asked me yet again, hey, will you come? And it's almost, <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, thank goodness that they get kept asking. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Um, and it was my mindset almost switched because I was like, Hey, I don't have roommates that I'm gonna come home to that are gonna judge me. This is a new chapter, a new apartment, a new I'm gonna try something new. So I said, mm. Yes, I will go with you to Ecclesia, come pick me up. And I went with them. And you know, Janelle, the crazy thing is is that I walked into this college worship night. And probably of the 250 to 300, you know, college age kids in there, I probably knew half of them. Hmm. Like these are kids that had been in my business classes, have I've seen at the cafeteria at school, I've eaten with them. And I'm like, what? I, I know you. What do you, what do you mean this goes on? You know? And then my earthly college mindset was like, you mean I've been missing out on this every Thursday? Like, <laughs> these are people that I know. I want to hang out with these people. And so um, those two girls, God bless them, they grabbed my hand, brought me up into the very front row, and they knew I was so nervous. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be up here. <laughs> they led me to the front. And that night happened to be, there was a guest um, speaker And he happened to be one of my classmates that I was good friends with. I played intramural volleyball with, and I just kind of did a double take, like, wait, you're going to, you're like speaking tonight. Like you're kind of pastoring the night. Like I was blown away. And so, um, that was kind of the tipping point that night, um, was incredible. You know, I, I think I was telling you this this past weekend when I saw you in person that the entire two hours was like, I was hysterically bawling. I was hysterically Mm. bawling and I have no other way to describe it, but except like, imagine your heart right now in your chest, like being a guitar in all of his words that were just revealing, like coming out of his mouth in his lips were just like plucking on my guitar strings on my heart. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And um, that was totally the turning point. 
for me. Yeah. Wow. So you went to this church service. You saw a bunch of people that you knew. Mm -hmm. You went to the front, even though it was, you were nervous. Mm -hmm. And then your friends started talking and you were for two hours, just totally moved. Oh, I was wrecked. It was unlike anything I described before. And so, or I've ever, you know, experienced before. And I have had people throughout my life that have, you know, spoken, you know, mentors or adults or, um, you know, people that have just prayed with, you know, prayed with me before. And one particular person stuck out to me. It was my mentor at the time, Jeff Fisher. And he, I called him the next day and I said, Jeff, this is what happened. I knew he was a believer. I said, this is what happened last night. I don't even know what happened, but what, like, why was I crying? What was going on? I just tell him the story and he just, you can tell on the other end of the phone, he's just (laughs) grinning ear to ear. And he's like, sweetheart, that was the Holy Spirit. And I (laughs) point blank said, who's that? What's that? I don't know the first thing about this thing. Like, I need whatever just happened last night, explain it to me in kindergarten terms. And so he did. And he's been an incredible mentor and um, had just, you know, the next following weeks would call me and explain just simple things about Jesus and his story. And Wow. That's yeah. so interesting. Wow. So you had a mentor that was a believer. Had he been praying for you? that mm-hmm. time when you were going through that valley and the hard the hard choices that you had made was he praying for you that during that time that season do you know oh I have I have no doubt um that he was him and his wife incredible believers they're on their walk they're on fire um but the reason that he was my mentor was because of like a leadership um group that we were kind of similarly a part of a leadership business. And so that's how I met him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was all the glory to God. Yeah. There's this book. Uh, oh, I know what it is. It's this book called share Jesus without fear that mm. um, I've read a couple of, well, I've read it once and then I've gone back to it a few times and it talks yeah. about, this guy who just shares Jesus without fear with all these people, you know, obviously it's the title and it's kind of a step-by-step process of how you can do it comfortably with people. But he mm. says um, he always, always asks somebody who comes to Jesus, who's been praying for you, who's been praying for you. And it was just really like powerful to think that, yeah, there's all these prayers, you know, the Bible talks about that, the prayers of the saints and what they mean to God. Oh, yeah. And it's just, um, encouraging to hear that um you know at the right time you and I were talking about timing last weekend but like at the Mm -hmm. right time you know God just like you said it was like the heartstrings of your heart were just moved yeah and you couldn't describe it so was that like you said that was a turning point in your life was it like a complete 180 was it a process for you what what did that look like so it was a total complete 180 because Mm -hmm. at that point I had you know recently gotten my DUI was at the lowest place that I'd ever been and it's almost like I needed to get there to not fill me back up but like any good news was like was 
rejuvenating. And it, you know, I'm so thankful that God let me go through everything that I had to go through because, you know, I think about it and there was a good, now all this happened years ago. Um, but I think about it now and there was a good three years that I didn't mention to anyone that I got a DUI. Mm-hmm. Like I was ashamed by it. Like I was so mortified. Um, and, you know, I, I think I shared this with you last weekend as well, but my Jeff, my mentor said, why are you so, why are you hanging on to this? Like Jesus already forgave you for that. And that just like clicked and opened my eyes and complete 180. And I, you know, stopped drinking the desires of my heart changed. I, you know, didn't cuss every other word. And it's just like, I didn't find pleasure and things that I once did. And it was just complete conviction from God, really. As much as I would like to change that I knew, I, you know, wishing that I knew Jesus sooner. um, Everything that I went through was a part of my walk and was is a part of my story and my testimony. And I had to go through exactly what I went through to get to a, exactly that perfect moment in Ecclesia to when God just ding tapped, you know, like <laughs> I had to be yeah. postured for that. I had to be at that low place to receive that night in its fullness that I did. And so I had to go through that to get to this place of knowing the weight of my actions. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm reading through Proverbs right now and um, Proverbs 69 says in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And so even though, you know, we think we're doing what we're doing, God always, he is pursuing us he knows exactly what's going to happen before we even think about it. That's good. So the finding something real podcast, it's about finding deeper things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And of those deeper things that Christ offers, um, restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love, which stands out to you the most at this point in your life, Nicole, and why? Mm. I would say authenticity stands out to me in this season of life right now. Um, you know, when you mentioned it earlier, I was gonna say, you know, love, but as I was just kind of talking through this and thinking about it, authenticity for sure, because how many times have we had a conversation with someone and how many times do you go, how are you? Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Have a great day. How, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Okay. And if you have a conversation with someone and you hear the full weight or you hear the vulnerability in, you know, the, their response and you hear their authentic self and what they've gone through and, Um, you know, the honest truth, I think that screams far more than just a response. Um, I think about this being with 
you know, so many people on social media right now and how everybody wants to post, you know, their highlight reel and just the best pictures of themselves or, you know, what they want people to perceive them like. Mm-hmm. But it's far more powerful when people share their true self, what they've gone through. People can relate to it more. And there's a reason that public speakers share stories in their speeches. It's because stories hit home and they're, they're, um, they resonate with people more. They're authentic stories. And so authenticity right now in this season of life is definitely sticking out to me that's for sure just bring in yeah god's truth awesome and i feel like too when we come to christ you know there's a vulnerability that we have to we have to have in coming to him and then he provides something so real you know like you were saying Mm -hmm. that that experience and and also how he's walked with you since that time of choosing to follow after him you know and I think you and I were talking about this last weekend, but like, it doesn't mean following Christ is this easy linear journey, right? I mean, there's ups and downs, but he, he invites us into that authentic, vulnerable place with him as he laid down his life for us, you know, and there's an amazing quote by Philip Yancey, which I'm totally going to butcher right now, which is my MO butchering (laughs) famous quotes, but um, he says like power. Philip Yancey is one of my favorite authors. He says, power, no matter how well-intentioned, tends to cause suffering, but Mm -hmm. love being vulnerable absorbs it. And on a place of conversion, on a hill called Calvary, God chose the one in the sake of the other. And um, I just love that because it, that authenticity requires a laying down of self, you know, it requires like allowing people to see the imperfections, allowing them to be like, you know, as you were sharing with your story, there's parts of your story that used to bring shame and now they bring freedom maybe for somebody else because you're willing to share that and to be real and authentic about, hey, no, this is the journey that God brought me on that brought me to my knees for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. now look at how I can live in freedom and and I invite you in that in that as well. So I'm so thankful that you allowed me to interview you on this podcast. I I think that God has a sense of humor, like I think I said at the beginning, because I just feel like, you know, if you had asked me eight years ago what my life would look like eight years from then, you know, I might have said, oh, I'm going to be, you know, a professional photographer and I'm going to do all these things. But actually, probably not. A few years ago, God just kind of reminded me of a dream that he put in my heart from a very early age, and that was to be a communicator for him. And um he reminded me like, Hey, Janelle, you know, either you can continue pursuing this thing that you think is going to make you money that you think is going to, you know, do all these things for you, or you could lay it down and see what I would do if you did, you know, and that was, um, part of my journey in letting go of my photography business. And, um, ironically, I still use it for different things, you know, tools, it's a tool that God has given me to connect with people. Um, but it's no longer a pursuit of mine. And, it was so interesting because, um, as I, I know that I shared with you and I'm going to share now, um, I 
I've had this on my heart to start this podcast for a while. And then God provided all the different things that I needed to do it. Like um, he provided the people to come alongside me and to tell me exactly what I needed to do. He provided somebody who gave me like this whole course on how to start a podcast for free, which was like a hundred or two hundred dollar course. Um, he provided like this group of people who came alongside and they're like, Janelle, do it, do it, do it. Um, he provided me the experience last year. I co-hosted a mini podcast with my friend Melanie and it was great, you know, and, and I fell in love with yeah. that kind of medium of communication and um, just over and over again, there was all this stuff that kind of pointed that way. But look, you know, I'm a mom with four kids and exchange students and all right. these things. And the enemy is real. And he's like, no, 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 who do you think you are? All these different doubts mm. and um, discouragements. And throughout the whole summer, I kind of laid stuff down as I worked quietly behind the scenes on this. And I just thought, do I really want to do this? I mean, there were all these different fears and different things that came in. And, um, and really, I've just been praying like, God, what do I do? You know, I, I don't know what to do. It's just direction. Every morning, my husband and I pray, you know, and we, we read scripture together. And um, last Friday, um, I went with my exchange student and her, her other friend, who's also an exchange student that I supervise and my family and you know, Nicole, like you just are doing the thing, the crazy life <laughs> thing, right? You know, and we're, I put on my yeah. sweats and my messy yeah. hair and all this stuff. And I, the exchange student uh, that I supervise, she's like, <laughs> she's probably listening to this, yeah. but she's like, oh, it's so cool that you can dress like that in public. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if a high schooler thinks that I look like a scrub, I probably do. Mom you know? life. And um, it's okay. Yep. Hashtag mom life. Love it. So I get into the minivan. We drive down there to the park uh, for this outdoor movie. And, um, it was, I, I look around and I see you and, um, you know, eight years ago, I photographed you multiple times. Mm-hmm. So I know what you look like. Yeah. We follow each other on social media a little bit, but, and I knew you had become a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't seen each other for years. years. And so I'm looking at your social media, you know, as I can see you <laughs> and telling Brian, my husband, I think that's her. I think that's her. I, I, I don't see anything on her social media that says she's in, you know, Chelan, but she's got it. That's got to be her. And I kept walking by you like a creeper. And then oh, I'm like, oh, did? my gosh, I, I did at least once. And then I I, um, I came over and we made eye contact. And then we had this really great, meaningful yeah. um, connection. And um, and then you actually came to my children's baptism, which mm-hmm. was amazing. But the truth is, I walked away from that going, oh, my gosh, God, really? Like, here I am feeling like all insecure and all fearful and making it all about me. And you're really like, no, 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 no. This is about sharing what I put on your heart to share. You just be obedient and let me be glorified. And that is why I wanted to do this podcast. Um, It's not about me. It's not about that story. But I just think it's amazing. The God that we serve, like you said, his timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, And he is able and he is good. And I'm just thankful for what he's doing in your life, Nicole. You are radiant and it shows. And I know he's going to use you for his glory as he continues to do what he's already doing in your life. So Thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Janelle, you are incredible. And there is no such thing as coincidences. And we were absolutely meant to run into each other in that perfect time last Friday. And, you know, even just sticking around to see your children's baptisms, I 
have the biggest place in my heart for baptism. Um, Two days before I graduated from college, I decided to get baptized. And ever since I did, I have been in everybody's corner if they've questioned or wanted or, you know, expressed interest in getting baptized, I am so for it. And so it was just such a treat and such a gift to be with you and your entire family and just experience that. Meet your pastor and you are definitely being obedient, walking this out. And it's, I, I'm so excited to see where <laughs> Well, this the struggle goes. is real. <laughs> but yeah. girls, you're doing great. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Thank you again, Nicole. We'll talk next time. Um, Tune in next week as we explore more about finding something real. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, hit subscribe and come back next week when we talk with another guest about their story towards finding something real. Per usual, you can also follow along on Instagram at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood or using the hashtag finding something real. Every Thursday around 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I try to jump on there and host an Instagram Live where we recap the week's episode, talk with friends, and answer any questions that might come up. So feel free to join me on there. And of course, you can also sign up for the free study guide that goes along with this current series by heading over to my website at www.janellewood.com. Remember, friends, you are loved and have a purpose. Until next time.